0: Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world... Then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Be a Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young, as the intro just told you. So this is episode five, it's kind of hard to believe really. Um, I started this as an experiment and weekly episodes, already five weeks has gone by. We're in November now and uh, clocks have gone back and all that rather crazy stuff so if you're brand new you just found me uh thank you for finding me how lucky are you (laughs) i live you're a regular i know there's lots of regulars now it's interesting watching the what they call the analytics the numbers people are joining and and listening to the the things it's a beautiful beautiful thing so thank you so much for being here i do so appreciate that you would um, choose to spend the time listening to my pontifications and as ever, it's always my prayer that they're inspiring, helpful, practical, useful, uh, and make a difference to your awakening journey, a difference to your life, a difference to your um, to your openness to becoming an ever more brilliant human. That's what we're all about here. So uh, a couple of things. Firstly, I want to give a shout out to Joyce Clement. Uh, I've been asking you for feedback and uh And last last week, it was interesting last week, I did last week's podcast, and uh, I've noticed this in my my many years of creating content, putting stuff out to people, whether it's live events or whatever it is, and sometimes you have a feeling like, oh, I'm not sure that was so good. (laughs) And I kind of had that last week with the episode, and um, I've learned to kind of generally ignore it because there's different opinions, but uh, excuse me. But I got a comment from um, from Joyce on MPA Rocks uh, the day after, and she said, awesome episode, Joel. Thank you so much. It's always wonderful to get that feedback, especially when you have one of those kind of subjective low moments. <laughs> it obviously hit the spot for her, and that's that's always the way it is. So if you do any kind of content creation, little um, off-script note here, just just know that sometimes your internal voice and your um your 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 level of self monitoring when it comes to whether something is really good or not is often bonkers. <laughs> when it comes to other people's opinions, other people's opinions, what you might think is not the best, uh, other people can come and say, "Wow, that was amazing!" So uh, just do it, let it go, and put it out there. That's what I'm doing here on this podcast so speaking of which um i was saying last time that we're now on eight platforms and i have now started adding these podcast episodes onto my youtube channel which was also called be a brilliant human um so they're going up i think i've got at this point two out of the four that i've already done uh i'll put another one up later today and then i'll i'll get all four up and then when this one goes out which is today because you're listening today I will hopefully get them up pretty much on the same day. I'll see how that goes, given the time constraints that I have. But if um, if you found me, if you happen to be watching or listening on YouTube, then hello. And this is available on eight other podcast platforms. So as ever, I would love to get your feedback. You can um, kind of feedback that will be really good. is Any kind of review would be great if you can do any, if you're whatever platform you're listening on. I would love a review from you, um, Five Golden Stars, if that feels true for you. And um, and also, you can leave me a voice message. You can go to our podcast hub, which is anchor.fm/jolangmpa. There's a button there that says leave a message, and you can leave me a voice message. So again, you can ask me a question. Um, if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in particular. If you've got a life situation, you'd like to have some, some input from me, you can just li- go ahead and leave me a message there. If you're shy on the whole voice message thing, you can email me at joel at nonpersonalawareness.com or find me on social media and DM me or even leave a comment on one of those places. And, And I will endeavor to include that in something that we do going forward. All right, so today it's entitled "Making the Decision to Let Go: How to Connect with Your Inner Decision Maker." Oh, <laughs> Inner Decision Maker. There you go. That feels better. So, uh, so let's go for that and let's get into it. So it's funny, isn't it, how the universe conspires to give you signs. <laughs> the um, the inspiration for. The topic and the thing that I'm giving you today um, came from two things that happened this week, really. So, first up, um, you know, I've told you I'm a podcast listener, and the way that I started or actually implemented uh, getting this podcast up and running was on a course with a guy called James Lavers, um, formerly known as the Lazy Coach. He's just changed his branding now, so he's now calling himself. Uh, the under underground expert I think that is or underground expert he helps you become an underground expert um, and also one of the other guys on that course is a guy called George Hardwick and his podcast is called The Sovereign Human Show and as it happens he, he was interviewing James so I was listening to that and James said something very interesting that one of his things that he's discovered when just so you know he works with Generally, entrepreneurs, but he works with entrepreneurs who are basically coaches and healers and and service providers who who work with people in inspirational ways. And he says he finds that one of the the biggest blocks to them getting stuff done is is that sense of um, friction, as he calls it. There's why haven't you made a decision already, or why haven't you done it already? There's some kind of friction in the way, but it comes it sort of boils down to just making a decision to do it. Um, But in my view, a a true decision, when you're aligned with it, makes things happen already. But he talked about that, so that was kind of there in my sort of field of awareness. And then uh, I had a client this week, and... (laughs) And just so you know, a fair portion of my clients also happen to be healers and practitioners and coaches. I have a variety of different kinds of people doing different things, but that's definitely a, a good portion of them. People who are customers and clients uh, already have a practice, and they um, part of what they do is they also create products, have um, are looking to get more clients, all those kind of things. So I do find that in that case, and with a lot of my clients, they already have a lot of awareness, but they find themselves sort of stuck with something or really wanting to, to up their game. As I always say, we're never done. We all have work to do or uh, greater levels of mastery to come to. So this week's client was launching a a big project, and she found that stuff was coming up just prior to it starting. So she was obviously aware that it was potentially damaging, or certainly not the energy that she wanted to to put out or what she wanted to feel going into this. She basically did an awful lot of work to set something up. It was about to start. um, And when it came to delivery, she didn't want to feel that this stuff was here, but it was coming up. Um, understandably, just as she was about to dive into it. And she realized that there were sort of triggers going off. Uh, it was bringing up stuff from her past, but somehow she just sort of couldn't let it go. So again, another thing about me is is I find when I'm working with someone, things can come up. And and one of my zones of genius, I suppose, is, is creatively coming up with tools in the moment during a session that are sort of Perfect for that person, but I also find that they can be applied and useful for everybody, and also often in different situations as well. Um, and on this occasion, we were looking at the decision to let go, and I come up with this powerful little framework to help you with that, which is what I'm sharing with you today. And by the way, talking of um, one-to-one sessions if you're curious about my one-to-one sessions if you want to work with me if you if you feel that it's it would be valuable and i believe it would be very valuable to you if you've got stuff going on or just want to have someone by your side guiding you through uh, creatively working with you specifically on what your needs are whether it's getting through a particular hump something that a block that you can't seem to shift or just generally growing and transforming and keeping yourself on your top game, then you can go and check out my sessions at joelionmpa.com slash sessions. So first up, I want to talk a little about the whole letting go thing. And I also want to talk a bit about how pressure and tension can affect decision making. So for my client, the decisions that that she realized she needed to make in that session was simply to let go, and that's the frame I'm I'm looking at it through um, in terms of what gave birth to this little framework, um, was about the decision to let go and letting go in general. But I do have to say to you, this framework can help you with any kind of decision, so I also want to kind of look at the general process of decision-making and, and where that comes from. But let's start with letting go. So letting go. Well, <laughs> we generally understand that letting go is a good idea. So the question is why is it so damn hard sometimes? Well, sometimes the fact is there's there's simply a, a process that you need to go through. There's you know there's some things in life where part of if you would like to say your your soul's intent is for you to take the steps through the journey so letting go isn't going to happen in an instant it's just it's just not the way that things are designed for you to experience it because it's through the experience that you learn the lessons through that you evolve so there are times when you know that there's just there's just a process to be had in letting go, and it takes longer than our impatient little puppy minds would like for it to be. Um, but other times, it's more about being tangled up in irrelevant stuff again especially if you're kind of already have spent time on the awakening path you've done a lot of different techniques and personal growth stuff you expose yourself to a lot of different ideas it's very easy to get caught up and tangled up in the different ideas about what you're supposed to do or what needs to happen or all of that kind of things and it can be it can be a bit of a red herring because what I found is that the how, because that's a big thing, it's like how do I how do I let go, that the how tends to reveal itself after a fully congruent decision is made. And kind of that's where we got to in the session is really understanding that in a sense the decision was already made and it was about aligning with that. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, but, um, you know, that, that situation where there's something and – you know you need to let go, and you know it's not doing any favors, and perhaps you're even aware that that all that's required is that you decide to let go, and yet you don't. So then you try to figure out the underlying causes. You do more and more process work, uh, or you just distract yourself, or rationalize it, all those kind of things. Um, and it's as if, in spite of all you know, landing that decision somehow eludes you. It's like the pressure builds self recriminations build and it just seems to get harder and harder so i've certainly felt this uh, and i've mentioned before that one of my historic bugbears is staying in relationships way past the sell-by date uh, and what's that if not procrastinating the decision the decision that i know only too well is the right one so but what i found is that it, well a it's really common but also I found that more than anything else, the thing that jams up the cogs in that process is pressure. So I want to say that the mixed pressures cause confusion. So you can have pressures from different places, different ideas. And generally, the mind is attempting to take the reins of decision making. But let's face it, the mind is rubbish at decision-making. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't have its part to play, okay? That's that's obvious. It's obviously going to play a part. It's important to take account of the, the rational world. The you know this, this show is about sort of living at the coalface of human existence, which requires the mental processes, the cognitive stuff. But I've not found the mind to be the best aspect of you to take the lead on it. Because the mind generally it spews out all sorts of shoulds. So whether they're internally sourced or externally sourced, they're sort of dogmatic ideas, inner arguments, um, or obsesses on the consequences and usually breeds fear around them. And um, have you you noticed how the mind is really great at offering completely contradictory advice to you? So again, that's going to build up conflict. It's going to build up tension. It's going to build up pressure. and usually there's time in the mix as well. So time is another factor that can bring that pressure in. Now, my invitation to you is to ponder that there's a, there's a deeper place, A more intuitive place where you'll find that the decision is clear so if you go back to episode three i talked about intuitive interactions that's one of the three interactions to master so this is in a sense an invitation to come into that intuitive interaction so you can drop deeper 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 (laughs) so uh, connecting intuitively is is not helped by pressure because it's it's an act of receiving it's an act of listening. It's it's it comes of stillness and of silence, you know. It's that it's that receptive feminine. So rather than that the hand being clenched like the, in the masculine way, it's kind of held open. So it, it holds things lightly. That's more the intuitive realm. And just to be clear, I did on a distinction here, when I talk about inner stillness or, and inner silence. Uh, you can have that inner silence even while the world goes mad around you. It's like meditation. It's like oh, someone tries to control the environment to make it silent so they can meditate, Uh, kind of missing the point of meditation. It's about inward stillness. So you can make decisions under pressure. I'm not saying that, but that's more a function of cultivating an inner stillness that is available under certain pressures. So again, back to that sense of life being a practice and mastery as you get in touch with this ability to make decisions or contacting that decision maker within, um, then you'll be able to do it much more easily in the face of the the pressures around you. But you're not looking to places that cause pressure, all of those mind ideas or other people's ideas, um, because that will get that, that's the kind of pressure that's gonna interrupt that connection that you have within. And if we go for a, an MPA perspective, a, a non-personal perspective, I would say that, you know, consider this, that you don't make the decision. The decision is there for the taking. So that could be a little bit of a, a leap for you. I don't know. but <laughs> It's certainly very hardcore non-personal awareness. But in a sense, what I'm saying, the you there, as, as in you don't make the decision, is really referring to more that kind of, um very surface conscious self it's like there is that part of you underneath which is um which is connected again going back to to episode 3 talking about intuitive interactions i mentioned how Uh, those instincts and that 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 deeper part of you is connected to the micro and the macro it's connected to the the what's happening now in the context of you personally in your daily life and it's connected energetically to the wider picture so it's that it's that point of of knowing that can take in uh, to account the bigger picture and the minutiae of the present moment and in that place There's a knowing, which is the same as it is a decision that is already there and already made. So it's really just a question of aligning with it rather than making it. So in a sense, the question changes to are you willing to receive it? Are you willing to let it in? Which is where, as James said, the the friction often comes in. And it's a huge part of the framework that I'm offering you. So just so you know, taking the pressure off tends to make everything more frictionless. And again, this is a huge part. This is what MPA really helps you do is to go from what I say is Velcro world where everything sticks to you to that kind of monorail magnetic friction-free world where things can flow easier because frictionlessness, frictionlessness, that's a good word, isn't it? Frictionlessness is easier. Um, things tend to be allowed to flow more, there's more flow. Um, and when it comes to decisions, I mean, if you if you've got a frictionlessness, um, if it's less friction, that's what I'm really trying to say, um, and things are flowing more, then things become quicker and easier. Decisions become quicker and easier, so actions flow quicker and easier, uh, which will make you more functional, uh, it'll help you get more stuff done faster and bonus. Wait, there's more, with less stress. Does that sound good? All right, so let's get into the framework. Okay, let's talk about connecting with the decision maker and just, I want to talk you through how this, this way of looking at things is this, this approach, this framework kind of works. So the first thing you're gonna to need to do is to suspend any disbelief. You have to take my word for it. This suspend any disbelief, And just literally assume that you have an inner decision maker. It's that part of you which already knows a decision that needs to be made, and in fact has already made it. Now, I use personification a lot in the work I do. As as I've said many times, the work I do is relational. It's changing your relationship to the stuff that's going on. And personification literally means you make it like an inner person. Hence, I call it rather than the decision, which is in fact more the truth. It's just the energy of the decision. But by personifying it, saying, "You know, for me, it'll be he and and if you're a lady, it'll be she. I'll use she going forward, I think, because it's easier just to pick one. Um, but to personify it is really powerful because it activates those relational parts of ourselves, so we can we can relate to it as if it's another person. In a sense, it is an aspect of you, so it's fair to say. But again, I use personification a lot. So assume that you have this in a decision maker. And that she already knows what the decision is, and that it's already been made. The other thing to really put in the frame is that she has the authority. So, in fact, she's the thought that the thought the sole thol- thol- authority. i <laughs> like Daffy Duckle all of a sudden. She's the sole authority on that she's she is the decision maker she's the, the the decision that exists within you so again as i said in the last section like she's tapped into the micro and the macro and it's not about pressure from anyone else it's like it really is it's sourced from within you from that deep connection with yourself and and that decision has already accounted for all those factors so can you see how this in a way it it sort of trumps all of those dogmatic ideas from outside the the prevarication and and questioning of the mind it just says this part already has it handled it's already got it down so the first part is just to know that she that it that part of you exists now when you do the trap here is to try and grab it (laughs) Right. I must find it, grab it, own it, claim it. I must control it. No, don't do that. That's not what I'm asking you to do. The trick here is to simply notice it, simply become aware of it, to spend time with it and let its gravity do the work. So let me me talk about that. So Generally, we try and grab something, claim it, and hold it. Remember, this is kind of this is kind of relational, okay? So you can't grab and control someone. I mean, you can try, but it's never very sustainable. Um, but the act of becoming aware of it, that first part of just knowing it exists, does that job, actually. You just go, oh, it's there. Now, there's nothing really for you to do. Just the awareness of it allows, what I mean by allow its own gravity to do the work it's like just becoming aware of it awareness brings life to something it's like you bring your awareness to the the presence of that decision within you the decision maker and just by virtue of that it's like feeding it it gives it that sense of allowing it to to expand within your awareness which it will do by itself because it's already you know part of of a perfect fit for all of your longings anyway so that's the invitation: is to simply know that you have this decision maker. It's already made. It's there inside of you. She has the authority, and just the act of becoming aware of it is enough for it to begin to gravitate. So you can bring that connection in. So let's talk about this in the context of of letting go, or specifically letting go, is that's that's where we started, and that's what I titled this episode. So, let's say you you know there's something that you need to let go of. There's, there's something that's there. You even know that the decision has been made. maybe you've taken that on. Um, and you' just you're just not connected with it. So there's a decision, you know it's there, um but you're not connecting with it. But you know you kind of want that decision to land. <laughs> if that makes sense. you want it, I just want it to happen. I want it to be hearing me. So you want it to land, but but you know you can't grab it or force it. So here's the key. So in the case of letting go, the what you could mistake is I'm asking you to let go. If I'm saying connect with the decision to let go, I'm, it's very different from saying I'm asking you to let go. Do you see that? So I'm not asking you to let go. What I'm asking you to do, using that gender-specific her, is to spend time with her, to spend time with that part of you. Just to imagine, if we use the personification, that you're just going to go and sit with her. You're not trying to force her to do anything because that brings that decision pressure in. You're just going to go and sit with her. So again, remember this is relational. So what you're doing is you're creating the connection, you're creating the bond. And then the the happening, the decision itself, is going to land through that medium. So this is a completely different approach to most normal things of how can I make myself make a decision? It's like I can know the decision, the energy of that decision is here, and i just need to spend time with it to spend time with her you don't even have to know what the decision is it's like i just know it's there if i hang out with it then in that vibrational connection all that resonant stuff is going to work and then i'll find that the decisions that need to be made will just will just sort of happen it's effortless <laughs> so and, and i can give you an example so my client this week so um her story was based on missed opportunities there's past experiences of missed opportunities coming up um and she knew that she needed to let go of that that idea of missed opportunities and uh certainly it wasn't helping her at this point um but she'd been tangled up in all of these therapeutic equations of of what to do should i process the memory should i do this should i do that so that was what was was going on for her and just the act of allowing herself to acknowledge that the decision maker was there, that the decision was already made, and the fact that there was zero pressure to actually let go calmed the parts of her that were afraid. They gave her permission to let go even of the letting go. I'm going to say that again. Permission to let go even of letting go. So can you see how I'm building in here the frictionlessness? And if you listen to this and you're kind of running it through with, hmm, I can see how this relates to me, I wonder if you're already feeling that sense of of the pressure-releasing the ease coming in. And as I've said so many times, and I will say it again and again, when you come into that frictionless place, um, that sense of ease, you activate much more resourceful parts of you. So she went from fearing the process, which was the fear of cocking it up <laughs> and missing the opportunity that she'd created for herself, all that hard work. And having done all that hard work, um, put things into place, you know, she was afraid that she'd just mess up the delivery um, she went from that to feeling enthusiastic, light and free about, and, and I find it interesting because in her follow-up meal, that, uh, meal, email that she sent to me, uh, she didn't even mention the decision itself, which is kind of funny. It was just done. Um, and that's the, that's the gift here with, uh, with these decisions. If you're willing to simply connect with them pressure free, free then they'll happen all by themselves it's kind of it's the non-personal way my friend so <laughs> that's the thing so to sum up let me give it to you in 3 easy steps first just know that there is an inner decision maker there who has already made the decision that it's about connecting with her we're not asking to let go it's about just allowing yourself to connect and build that bond with her. She's the sole authority. And by doing that, by doing that, the gravity of the decision itself will take over. There's really nothing for you to do. So sit quietly with your decision maker, my friend, and watch the miracles come. So there we go. I encourage you to give that a go, sit with it, ponder it. If there's a decision around that you can practice with, just practice sitting with your decision maker. See what happens and let me know. You can get in touch with me via my email, joel at nonpersonallens.com. You can leave a voice message via anchor.fm slash mpa, or visit me on social media and let me know how it goes. And as ever, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, then you can go and find out about that at joelyoungmpa.com sessions. And I did mention a bit about the non-personal perspective here. As I always say, the best place to start with non-personal awareness is with the MPA process, which you can get for free at MPA, that's November Papa Alpha, mpa4.me slash MPA sheet. So next week, I'm ahead of myself this week. I can tell you what's coming up. Next week, we're going to be talking about beating yourself up versus acknowledging your crappy behaviors. An interesting topic. I look forward to seeing you then. Do subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. I'd love you for that. And send me a message if you feel it. Otherwise, have a fantastic week, and I will see you next time.